Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, Frame Chasers. It's Monday, June 22nd, 2020, and we have some pretty crazy news today in store for you. If you haven't heard today, Michael Keaton is in talks to be in the Flashpoint movie, or the Flash movie. We'll just call it the Flash movie because we don't really know the official title, even though people are speculating it's Flashpoint. So, Mark, what were your feelings? Because I saw your Facebook post saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, which is OMG, OMG, OMG. What are your feelings (laughs) towards Michael Keaton if he returns? This is just in talks, so we can't really – people are saying announcements, It's like, but it's just in talks that I know of. Okay. I didn't really check on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we uh, j- just uh, just a little uh, point or two. Like, I feel like we just became like a half half a filmmaking podcast and also a DC <laughs> rumors podcast. I know. We well because that's, I mean that's all that's being talked about right now in the fucking news. Really, if you think right. about it, like there's not much no, Marvel no, stuff no, going on. Funny. Like I'm like looking at I'm look, um, I'm actually looking for I go on DCEU leaks on Reddit all the time and like I've seen like so many leaks about the Batman movie. It's not even like I'm not so many leaks, but I've seen like a couple leaks. But anywho, let's talk about Michael Keaton. Like this is a huge fucking right. get if they get Michael Keaton yeah, to return this, as Batman. This is this is very interesting. Yes, it is um, very so, interesting. So if you guys don't know, like Michael Keaton was I think they do know. Batman. I think they do. I think anyone would know Mark. <laughs> well, for anybody that you know, there might be some new filmmakers in a different generation field other Dude, than if uh, no one knows what Batman eighty nine or Batman Returns is, they should not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Why? <laughs> There's filmmakers in, uh, that are younger than us. And for the younger viewers, okay. don't listen to John real quick. I'm sorry, but <laughs> Batman, Batman and Batman Returns are typically on TV. They're rewatchable films. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so continue. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I will sorry. still say it. I will still say it. It's still viable. Okay. Yeah. For your younger viewers that haven't seen the generational leap and just only seen Christopher Nolan stuff or um, Zack Snyder stuff, Tim Burton made a Batman series and Michael Keaton was the the Bruce Wayne and Batman himself. Yes. And he is considered to be one of the best that to man the cow, yes. basically. Man the cow. And he's also he was also the un um not unsure pick, but the pick that no one expected because no one knew if he was gonna be good or not because he did a lot of comedy movies prior to that, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So right. It, it was nobody a, nobody believed him then. No one believed you him. You know what? But you know what Michael you know what? 
he did amazing. Dude, you know what? Like Michael Keaton's stock was at an all time high, then it kind of went low. And like I should, you should rebuy Michael Keaton's stock in the last ten years since Birdman, because that man has been <laughs> on fucking fire. Like with right. really, like that, really that guy is some, amazing. Yeah, he's been he's having some killer roles lately. Like honestly, I think ever since yeah. Birdman, there's been a resurgence. Maybe something else too. I think I'm, I think there's another movie. But anywho, dude, like he was just, in Spider Man as well. Well, I know yeah. Spider Man, but Birdman was first. Right, right. No, no. I'm, I just mean that. Oh, yeah. Well, he's in, still, yeah. and he's also in Mor- he's in also Morbius as well too. Like he's gonna be in Morbius. Yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of things, and like the crazy thing about this though, it's all taking place like. Like this, if he the role that I'm reading about is if he's playing Batman, there's no Batman Forever or Batman and Robin happened. That never happened. So they're taking those away, and everything that it's going to be like, like what happened to Batman after the Penguin? So like the third okay. year span. So like they're, okay, they're saying like I interesting. Think, yeah. So what was it? I think if I read the article correctly. So- Jack Nicholson's Joker doesn't exist no, either. No, he does. It does. Jack Nicholson's Joker exists. Oh, okay. and Danny DeVito and the Catwoman exists. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, what was it? It was saying basically the idea of Michael Keaton being Batman, like the details of the idea, the plot details reveal how Michael Keaton will be Batman. Just to read it off to you guys real quick, is basically what was it? I'm just trying to find it real quick because uh, there's like a lot of fucking things here. Uh. Uh, no, it's not. It used to be on here, but now it's not. What the fuck? But basically, I think what I read earlier was uh, like Barry Allen goes back in time to save Nora, but then he comes back and he ends up with the Batman. He ends up with a Batman timeline of this Dark Knight as well. Okay. So, but also, there's also talks about Jeffrey Dean Morgan being Thomas Wayne. So I don't know if it's going to be a short role that he's going to be in or a bigger role. I don't know the whole idea of like what the role is going to entail. Again, again, it's all talk, so we don't know. Yeah, so when I first uh, when I first uh, saw the article about it, um, I I kind of assumed at first yeah. that it's uh, actually the the fact that Ma- that Michael Keaton yeah. might be actually uh, Thomas Wayne instead. Yeah. Now that's what I thought at first. Yeah. Um, until you kind of corrected me on that because mm-hmm. we read the article and I kind of like I was one of those guys that's just like, oh, title, oh. Ah, you know, <laughs> I I personally think and I told you this earlier, and I'll tell everyone who's listening now. I think the whole point of this is perfect because it can bring in that Terry uh, McGinnis Batman Beyond. Yeah, so so let's explain about that first. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, this is this everything that comes from evidence of this. If we were to put it into perspective of like yeah. say multiple storylines in general, uh, in this case, it seems like what they're trying to do, and this is from what we're seeing most of all, especially with the past the past movies and everything, yeah. and and the current uh, standings of what they're doing with this universe, including yeah. like let's also mention like ba- Batflix's uh, version. Uh, uh, of the of a of a um, HBO Max series yeah, that's possibly that's, that's coming talks, out, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but no, no, I'm just stating. But yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, and then and then of course uh, the Justice League Snyder cut coming out, and then of course uh, the air uh, cut. Don't forget about that. That might be yeah, that's the air cut. Yeah, and then of course the uh, uh, the the other one that they're talking about. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Pattinson's uh, Batman, which yep. in this case, if you notice, they are all not together. That's yeah. the thing, and uh, the 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 theories that's based on this, or what we've been seeing lately, that seems like it's uh, relating to this, is the fact that um, they are trying to put a lot of multiverse uh, 
yes. like, like connections to this storyline they're trying to do. So it's almost like a Barry Allen uh, kind of, kind of like it's the flash again, you know, it's like yeah. the flash fucking up the timeline again. Well, but, but based, but basically what, what I'm trying to uh, perceive of this, what I see from mm. this is that uh, when it comes to like, say what they're trying to do, what we see in the storyline and what's in evidence of like the comics itself is that uh, Barry Allen basically he he causes like time paradoxes and yeah. stuff like that because of changes or beca- and using the the speed force to go into like uh, multiple multiple dimensions multiple yeah, yeah. timelines or 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 uh, past or future kind of timelines. Yeah. The thing is that we notice or about alternate this timelines is- too. Don't forget alternate timelines as well. Right, right, right. But overall, uh, what it's leading to is that basically he can. There's so many possibilities that can happen with this. Yeah. That you know, we we believe it with all the evidence that we see right now, mm-hmm. the fact that Jeffrey D. Morgan is being talked to, that um, Michael Keenan's being talked to yes. about this, and even Ray Fisher is uh, supposed and, to be in uh, uh, this this um, Flash movie as well. They're saying Cyborg. Well, that's a given. I already yeah. kind of figured that would happen no matter what. But like, uh, and then of course we also have uh, um, what was I? I lost my train of thought. Yeah, Wonder Woman, uh, uh, Aquaman, Flashpoint, right? No, no, that's not what that's not what I was thinking about. Oh, okay. Um, shit, I lost. Oh no, uh, Michael Keaton, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and then we have also uh, the fact that uh, like these are all e- these are all like evidence that we've seen so far, um, and we also have Flashpoint, yes. being uh, brought up as the title. Of it now, it's not Flashpoint paradox per se, yeah, so we don't Flashpoint. know if it's gonna be Flashpoint. But just to let you guys know already, the fact that they're trying to pull out Keaton and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, especially Jeffrey Dean, uh, I think it was a long time ago where they stated that he's been in talks for for years about it, about possibly being uh, um, Thomas Wayne in this case. Yeah, they've been talking uh, about that since uh, paradox. They've been talking about that, that that since I think fucking uh, what was it fucking. Just uh, not just league. Sorry, Dawn of Justice. I think they've been talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, for years. Yeah, four years and, now. I think. Um, huh? It's been like four or five years. Yeah, it's it's been a while yeah, basically. Yeah. And now Keaton's like the newest thing that that yeah that that, out. that came out of left field. I feel like that just came out of nowhere. And even even to kind of piggyback on you a little bit too. I think what HBO or Warner Brothers or AT and T Warner Brothers, whatever they are now, they're uh you know um. They see the success of, like, take the success of, you know, the CW, right? And you can maximize that now and use it to your advantage because if they want to do another crisis and in their own style in the movies, I think this is the perfect time because we're in a, such a weird time right now and just a weird, like, interesting transition of a lot of things with streaming and all that shit. Um, to do something where you're doing this HBO Max kind of like DC style movies like or TV shows that leads to the movies. So it piggybacks to the movies now. Yeah. Like like, like how Marvel's going to do it. That would be interesting. Yeah. I think they should do that. I think, I mean, maybe they're, I think, I feel like 90% sure they're probably going to do that somehow. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I can see that too. Um, if you guys don't know, because there's probably a lot of like filmmakers out there that listens to our podcast, and there's not many like comic book fans that's in our that's probably listening to this. Uh, let me remind you about the two stories that are based on this. The most no well known stories that's based on these two factors. Yeah. So the first one being Michael Keaton. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Michael Keaton could possibly be in the storyline where Barry Allen goes through uh, the speed force and yeah. ends up in the future where Bruce Wayne is an old man, yep. of course, and uh, not, and it's not dark. Uh, the, the, uh, dark Knight uh, Frank Miller yeah. version. Yeah. It's not, uh, I keep forgetting dark Knight returns. It's not that um, it's basically the, st- the storyline of, uh, Bruce Wayne finding a uh, a predecessor, or is that is that the right term? You know, that's that's the correct term. I th- I, I, I okay, a predecessor yeah. that uh, uh that would take the mantle of Batman, but for a futuristic uh moment in uh where Bruce Wayne has lost his pa- has well, basically power. had been a partner yeah. in his in his uh in his company for Bruce for Wayne uh, Enterprises and actually made Wayne Powers. Which is another uh, guy that he partnered with in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about then, that. Yeah, good, nice, nice yeah. recall, Mark. Yeah, well, yeah, but um, in this case, uh, we uh, this this storyline uh, brings out one of the most uh, loved characters in the Bat family, which is Terry McGinnis. Yes. Terry McGinnis becomes Batman Beyond, and you probably heard of that name, and you probably seen the TV series about it, which that's where it first started, by the way, before even a comic book came out about mm-hmm. it. And it's it's funny because this seems like it's leading to that when they bring Keaton in this uh, uh, avenue. So it. Sorry, I was going to say there's two things that I see. One, I, we talked again. We talked about this earlier about the Terry McGinnis thing. I think either. I think two things are going to be happening. Either Bruce, you see Bruce, and he's going to be in it for like a short term, like not that long of a thing exposition-wise, but he's in the Batcave the whole time, and, he, and at the end, he mentions Terry. We never see, we're never going to see Terry, I think. That's my one theory, and my second theory is that this Batman is 30 years older, right? And if you remember Batman beyond the first episode when Batman is an older gentleman. He has a heart attack when he's when he's crime fighting. I think yeah. maybe they might use the idea of how Ben Affleck's Batman was weathered in the sense of like he's angry and all that shit. Maybe Michael Keaton's Batman's angry in a, in a sense and at the end he realizes maybe he needs a predecessor or something like that. You know what I mean? Or some, something. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it will go that route. I think it yeah. will be more like because I don't think it has any relation to Batflick's version. Oh no, I I, I, I I get that. I'm saying I was saying in the sense of like like it's not it's not it, he uses the the Flash uses the parallel in the sense of like like Michael Keaton's Batman in, in that universe is a weathered Batman, an angry Batman maybe, and then or or something where he needs to like give up the cowl and he has to realize that at the end, and that also teases Batman Beyond as well too. Like he's getting too old it for the shit. Type we, thing. Like, we don't know. It's speculation. Yeah, no, right we're now. Spe- well, obviously we're speculating. So that that's um, that's like, my. I theory. don't know. Those for are my sure. hot takes. Those I, are, all yeah. I remember is that in Beyond, uh, Bruce Wayne has powers and Wayne as well, the it's Enterprise. Not powers. He has the uh, Iron, there, he's an Iron Man of fucking Batman. <laughs> he turns right. into Iron Man. There is. Uh, there is a. Uh, there are gangs now that take yeah. over. Joker uh, gang. Gotham. 
Including Dude, the Joker. Dude, what what if okay, hear me out. Hear me the fuck out. What if Oh what if they they pull this off, they have like they end up with the mention of Terry McGinnis, they do a Batman Beyond movie, but it's the return of the Joker live action. It has to establish more than that first before they can do that. That's what I think. Okay. Because it's like, what the fuck? Let's confuse everybody even more. No, okay. That's the thing. I, I just feel like it's uh, they need to stop confusing the viewers about DC because DC is wonderful like yeah. with their with their stories. If they just calm down a yeah. little bit. Well, I mean, they try. They're throwing spaghetti to the wall and seeing what sticks. Also, too. Right. Yeah. So. No. But I mean, like they they don't. I wish. I I really think WB needs to calm down and understand that DC. I'm sorry. Uh, I get Marvel is great and all, and they did an extraordinary yeah. job with their movies and everything like that. Uh, but I'm still gonna say it. DC has some a little bit more interesting comic uh, renditions mm. uh, in in those in the time period of like the Golden Age. Yeah, that should be like talked about more. Even the Silver Age as yeah. well. Well, there's a lot of fucking and, comics. And, Eighty years plus. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. No, like, no, I'm they agreeing need to with calm you. down. Yeah, the, because we the, they're they're rushing through these storylines like like without like giving the premise of what makes them great. Well, I, and so like I was stating before yeah. though, like um, to continue, um, like I said, the, from what I remember in be, beyond the like the powers the powers of Wayne, the um, of course uh, Terry McGinnis. Uh, the Joker's being one of the gangs out there, and the the ultimate suit that uh the new like sleek looking suit that Batman Beyond has that has like ultimate like pretty much all the gadgets built within the suit, um which usually uh what that's what I feel like Keaton's role is going to put on us, and of course if they can uh if they're if they might do this because that this is iconic too the reason why like like john said is the the heart attack issue um he the fact that uh bruce wayne has to use a cane stick yeah the whole time to keep himself up which is iconic for that yes. for the role of bruce wayne yes, yes. and the most iconic part that made batman beyond uh, give an argument for many years by fans, uh, by fans and uh, and and comic book nerds alike, through all the years about Batman Beyond is the fact that Terry McGinnis is actually the best Batman out of all of them, just because he has the combination of Bruce Wayne's int- intellect with Terry McGinnis's stylistic uh, fighting. Well, also, also fucking Terry McGinnis is Bruce Wayne's like son. Yeah, well, dude, that's a spoiler. Well, people are going to find out anyway. Well, you know know what? The crazy thing is you don't even find out till like, Justice League Unlimited, I think. That's still a spoiler, and it happens right after Beyond. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm sorry if other people didn't know that. I wanted to, like, keep that under the wraps for a while, because it also has to deal with what's-her-name, too. Amanda Waller. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like. There's yeah, a whole Amanda bunch of other Waller. shit. Yeah. yeah, Amanda Wallace. You mean? Yeah. Um, but hey, what? Uh, I think. Are you good with anything else that you want to mention about the Michael Keaton thing? Uh, no. no? Uh, that's it. That's it. Then well, we'll go on to. Well, uh, let's move on from one Batman. A segue to another Batman related news. Yeah. Uh, Joel Schumacher died today at eighty years. Eighty oh, well, years old. I didn't get to the other part. Oh, too. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were sifting to that. Well. 
Well, remember I said two parts. To oh, this. sorry. Yeah, because there's also uh, the whole Jeffrey Dean Morgan thing. Okay. In relation to this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan leads to another storyline that they might put in this too. And they might mash this together. It's possible. Yeah. But if you don't know, Flashpoint Paradox is one is probably the most recognized Flash storyline in in the history of DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint Paradox being, if you don't know the story, it's actually the most memorable story of its matter. Um, it's the story about uh, Barry Allen trying to save his mother uh, for after uh, tapping into the Speed Force and finally changing things from there. The problem is he, cr- he causes a, a paradox, which causes Professor Zoom, a.k.a. Uh, the Reverse Flash, to have... Uh, in uh, basically to uh basically like kind of antagonize him the whole way of saying like you are changing the future da, 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 which he did which gets into this alternate universe uh when he returns back where uh in this case jeffrey dean morgan possibly thomas wayne uh becomes batman and he actually lost his son bruce which ultimately leads to uh in in the in the the killing like it's the opposite where um where bruce gets shot instead of his parents get shot and basically uh um thomas wayne becomes batman uh a very violent and killing kind of batman by the way very very opposite of what you think batman is um and then of course his mother becoming the joker and um and then, of course, the, all the other things like the Atlanteans and the as uh, the uh, the Amazonians uh, go out into an all-out war, and they are there's so much tension between them between Arthur uh, in this case Aquaman and uh, and Diana, which is Wonder Woman, uh, actually cl- uh, intentions of causing like another war going on, and Superman being in a uh, facility that's taken into a government. Yeah, a government facility, basically. Mm-hmm. And it it's just a crazy-ass story. It's one of the best stories of its kind. Uh, and I, if it leads to this, that's where I think it's going to be like... Okay, are, are, that, that's where I thought to my in my head when they started doing these two specifically. To state that, oh, there's going to be... A, I think this is a multiverse storyline that they're going for for a lot of these shows so that's the that seems like the overall kicker or the overall like like uh light bulb that just pops in my head because it makes more sense that way so here's something from the rumor mill um it's from dce leaks on reddit uh boris kit at boris uh underscore kit uh i'm saying his name right b-o-r-y-s underscore k-i-t he says in these talks make sources say uh if these talks make if these talks make, that makes no sense. Sources say Keaton could end up playing Batman in a mentor capacity, a bit like Sam Jackson's Nick Fury and appear in multiple movies. Batgirl is one of the possible projects they're saying. Okay. Which... Interesting. I, which is interesting because it's like, well, how the... I mean, that's, I mean, that's a whole other fucking podcast, I feel like, just getting into that whole fucking tangent of shit. And we're not trying to make yeah. this one long, too. So Because we don't even know if this is Barbara yeah. Gordon's uh, well, Batgirl either. Well, we don't even know if this is... Uh, this is just talks. We don't really... Everyone's just saying it's talks right now, so we don't really know. When when this is confirmed, yeah. then we'll have a longer podcast on the matter. Yeah. This Flashpoint is supposed to start production in 2021, if I remember reading that yeah. correctly. Um, but... Anywho, now should we go to uh, one Batman segue uh, yeah. to another one? So, uh, yes. Schuma- Joel Schumacher, uh, director, 
famous director, died at 80 today. If you don't know what Joel Schumacher made, here's some list of his famous movies that you've probably seen before. Um, St. Elmo's Fire, he directed. The Lost Boys, which is a classic movie. Flatliners, uh, never saw it, but I heard great things. Falling Down, classic. Was that the old one or the new one? The old one. Uh, okay. He made Falling Down, uh, Batman Forever, A Time to Kill, Batman and Robin, 8mm, uh, Family Opera and the number 23. His last movie in 2011 was Trespass with was Nicolas Cage and Nicole Kidman. Uh, I never saw that movie, but there's a whole bunch of... Oh, he made Phone Booth also, but there's a whole bunch of other movies that he Ooh. made as well. Um, he also he also wrote The Wiz, by the way, and uh, Car Wash. Um, but it's a sad day that Joel Schumacher died. I mean, Lost Boys is his... I mean, seriously, I think that's his legacy. And maybe that's and his best. That's yeah. probably one of his best. Even Falling Down is great. I mean, like Batman Forever. Even Phone Booth was great. Phone Booth is good too. I mean, um, even I like his Family of the Opera as well too. I mean, he has, yeah. he has, you know, he has hit or misses. I feel like as well. Um, well, the Batman movies are definitely uh, misses. Like it's misses to me. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, I just want to say, like, you know, he, he, in, in, weirdly still, enough, yeah. he influenced. Uh, like, I feel like he influenced me because I grew up watching the Lost Boys, and I grew up watching Batman Forever. And I grew up watching, you know, Batman and Robin, obviously. But like, even say Elmo's Fire, I saw that one time, but I remember it. It's just very like. It's a really good. I think it was a really it's good movie. Fresh. It's I get it. Yeah, it's it's also like prime brat pack with like Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheehy, and like I don't know who the last person is, but still like that movie's fucking interesting as fuck. <laughs> like it's right. I mean, have you ever, have you ever seen seen Elmo's Fire? By the way. No, I haven't. Oh, uh, there's there's a line from Rob Lowe. He goes around to girls and he goes, "Will you have premarital sex with me instead of sex?" He because he's a saxophone player. <laughs> so I mean, that's right, right. I always thought that was a funny line, and I remember it from I Love the '80s. But yeah, I just want to mention that real quick. And also, I mean, I know we talked about we're just going to do Joe Schumacher and uh, Michael Keaton news today, but I just want to mention because we real quick, Ian um, Holm Holm Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, who played Bilbo Baggins, Ian Holm, oh, yeah, died yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to like, He's dead too, yeah. yeah. So like, we lost a few people this week. So um, that's really, I mean, that's all I have to say about Joel Schumacher. It's not really much, but I just wanted to give out some, you know, just some like, you know, he was, I liked his, I like his work. I like some of his work, not all of his work. I, I like his I work. I, yeah. I like his work. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. his Batman movies were kind of shit. To you me. know, it's funny because they're very, they're very shit to me. Actually, I'm you, I'm sorry to say. Do you that. know about it's... the Batman Triumphant movie he wanted to make? No. Oh, oh, oh! You're in for a treat. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about this real quick. Sorry. Oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, though. Like his, uh, it's just that he made two Batman movies. Yeah. He made he made two Batman movies that are complete flaw, flukes of itself because oh. of how terrible they're made. Well, I'm sorry to say that. And people pro- probably will hate me for it, but I'm sorry. The fact that I get the casting is so comical for the style of films that were made for them. Batman forever. And it was all to make toys. Yeah. That was the whole premise of it. And I did not like his movies before that. It's fucking terrible. It's probably one of the movies I like to forget in my in my whole time period now there's nothing wrong with uh, schumacher himself he's a great director but his batman movies will never come to the light of uh, of my tastes of saying like i will i will never acknowledge them at all you know the funny thing about that too um what was it the best i think the best out of those two movies had to be batman forever obviously because the the mcdonald's fucking first of all the mcdonald's (laughs) the mcdonald's uh um (laughs) 
toy, not toys, but they had the cups. Remember the cups? They had like those frosted yeah, glass yeah, cups. Yeah, I, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, those were great. Those were cool as shit. Yeah. And also, even like, even like there was a special on TV for Batman Forever. I'll never forget this. Chris O'Donnell hosted it and he was talking about like the behind the scenes stuff of Batman Forever. I'll never forget it. It was on like ABC or like CBS, one of those channels like, you know, locally. Right. And it was really cool. It was really cool. I, if I find it, I'll send it to you. But like, so his Batman Triumphant movie from um, the things I read about it is it was a return to darker form Batman. So he was going to go back to that darker form. And uh, basically, Scar- Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Harley Quinn, and the Joker's ghost were going to be in it. Joker's ghost. Yeah, and Harley Quinn was um, uh, Joker was um, Harley Quinn's dad. Yeah, no. Yeah, like so it was a he said he had a 150 page script outline that was hashed out that was intended to be a Nick Cage scarecrow at center stage. It was going to be very dark, Schumacher recalls, and the film would apparently focus on George Clooney's Batman learning to conquer fear and to confront the demons of his past. And those demons, these demons would have included the legacy of the Joker and personified by the film's secondary villain, Harley Quinn. Here, the popular comic book character would have been reimagined as a toy maker who finds out that the Joker is her father. Whoever that is said, uh, described his take on Harley as a sadistic and mischievous fun sense. Potential castings uh, for Harley Quinn were Madonna and Courtney Love. Um, thus, Harley would develop a vengeful desire to bring down Batman, which would have contrasted with the Scarecrow's evil motivation. Scarecrow apparently would have been, had a personal vendetta against Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Eventually, upon working out that their targets are actually one and the same, Harley and Scarecrow would have teamed up in the third act. Scarecrow would develop a fear toxin with his plan on be, um his plan being to use it on Bruce slash Batman, turn him insane and get him locked up in Arkham Asylum. Batman's time under the influence of Toxin was intended to accumulate in a show-stopping cameo-filled hallucination sequence. Warner Brothers wanted to bring back Danny DeVito's Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Tommy Lee Joseph's Two-Face, Jim Carrey's Riddler for Batman freakout scene, leading to a final confrontation with who else? Jack Nicholson's Joker. This does actually sound kind of Interesting. Uh, whether you like, no, it sounds terrible. To I me. mean, I mean, honestly, I think the only terrible, honestly, the terrible part about that, I think, honestly, and and you, you might disagree with me, but George Clooney's the worst Batman, and I can't. Oh see yeah, him, I can't. No, see no him, there's more than like, that, man. Well, I well can there's more name than that, but still, that like, but I, I, I think it would have been an interesting, like, if if they made this, it would have been very interesting because we probably wouldn't have gotten Batman Begins. <laughs> like, we would have never gotten Nolan. Right, think. yeah. Nolan so, did a good job of making a, a realistic yeah, I version mean, of Batman. There's a lot of things about the Batman Triumph or Batman Unchanged, they call it. So, um, yeah. It, yeah, it, there's a, a few things thing. that already caused red flags, though, from what you just well, said. Well, I think you're uh, more on the Har- article. I think you're more on the Harley Quinn, but I think. And this other one says something else, too. So there's like a whole. Like, yeah, I think it says like Michael Keaton was returning at Batman, Chris O'Donnell's night, uh, Dick Grayson. Someone has like. Jeff Goldblum as the It still won't uh, relinquish that fact though. I will say this even still like even if you say that it still doesn't relinquish the fact and it's not related to ba- it's not related to this story uh, plot line like I don't like the story plot line don't uh, like uh, if anything but it doesn't relate to that. It's just that Schumacher already proven himself that he can't do a really good Batman based on two movies oh, already yeah. and to and to put out this kind of script I already automatically just know well, you know what? Uh, he's not a summer blockbuster guy, he said. And also, fun fact of the day, which I read, uh, Joel Schumacher said he had sex with about 20,000 men. 
by the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he claimed oh, that he had wow. sex with up to 20,000 men. He's actually the Wilt Chamberlain of film, filmmaking. Oh, wow. Wilt Chamberlain as what was it? Wilt Chamberlain sex. Think. Oh, well, apparently Wilt Chamberlain also says he slept with 20,000 women also. So, yeah. You have Wilt Chamberlain, the 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 pimp of a uh, the pimp of fucking basketball, and you have Joel Schumacher, the pimp of filmmaking. Well, not the pimp, the <laughs> the gigolo. I guess they're both the gigolos. <laughs> like so, right. that's pretty insane. So, fun fact of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think. I mean, anything else you want to add, Mark? Um. Uh, well, just Schumacher will be missed, though. Yeah, I think uh, so. The Lost Boys was great. Yeah. Um, his his phone booth was great. I still put that as one of the most underrated movies. Even even Falling Down is great. If you ever saw Falling yeah. Down, Falling Down's a fucking phenomenal movie. Like, if anything, he will be missed. He will. I don't. I, I like I said, I don't like his Batman films, but he still made some great stuff, regardless. Even so. the number twenty three is not that bad. Yes, that's not a bad movie either. Jim <laughs> so, Carrey's. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it, it's interesting. It you know it was bad the first time I saw it, but it wasn't that bad the second time I saw it. Weirdly enough, <laughs> yeah. So, well, you start to get older. Yeah, and start you're, to understand. You're, you're, a it's bit like more. wine; it ages it's like a fine wine. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> but hey, anyway, right. anyway, we'll end that podcast with that one. <laughs> but thank you, Mark, for uh, joining me on this uh, Keaton Forever uh, Keaton Returns Schumacher Forever podcast special. Thank you, guys. Peace. Later.